This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to From Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I have a great guest with me today, and I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting Jeff at New Media Summit in San Diego last year when we were all there as podcasters, sharing our messages with one another so that we could spread the word you know, to the rest of the world. So without further ado, I want to introduce you all to Jeff Hughes. He is a passionate entrepreneur. He's a speaker and a business mentor. He loves teaching people how to unlock the power of their mind to create a successful life and business. And that should resonate with most of you because that's something I talk about quite frequently. He's dedicated his life to sharing and helping others create massive success by overcoming his own challenges. So Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show today. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. So now it's also great that you're from Canada and I'm from Washington, D.C. So I think, and I, are you on the East Coast or are you more in the West or in the middle? Where are you in the- Br- British Columbia, so I'm way to the West. Way to the West. Okay. So it's early morning for you while it's afternoon for me. Well, it's 11 o'clock. We're, I think 11 we're three o'clock. hours. <laughs> we're three hours behind. I think it's two yep. o'clock where you are right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I want to get started with, before we get into some of the things that you actually you know, help people with, is I want to have you share your story. You know, How did you get to where you're at now in this? None of us ever wake up saying we're going to be an entrepreneur. And we certainly don't say that we're going to be an entrepreneur in a specific arena. So there's a reason that you got here. What is that reason? I guess the statistic shows you that 75% of all self-made you know, millionaires are entrepreneurs that started out with no money, no nothing, and an idea and a drive to get there. And some would perceive my childhood as slightly volatile. My very first experience as an entrepreneur was actually selling drugs after I dropped out of school in grade 10. And I learned that wasn't for me. And then at a very young age, 22, no equipment myself, I got into a relationship that had a four-month-old baby. And the father was an affiliate of the Hells Angels. Oh, wow. (laughs) So needless to say, that relationship with my, he's now my, you know, he became my son. His father, he wasn't in the picture. He was more into uh, his own experiences. I got locked right into that and started my way into a career of retail. And my very first job, actually, I was a shoe salesman, an assistant manager. And I always had a knack. Everyone always told me that, Jeff, you can sell ice to an Eskimo. Hence why I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur as a drug dealer at the beginning, because I could sell whatever I wanted to people on the street to make a little bit of money. And I didn't have to invest in anything. Right. And... It was great. I mean, I had a knack for it. They put me in there. I was the top sales guy, but there was definitely a huge downfall with me. And I would be considered the class of the most loved and hated employee that you could ever have. The one that brought crazy, crazy numbers, but brought amount a lot of crazy, crazy chaos within the actual business itself and people and so on. They ended up moving me from store to store to store. I became like the cleaner 
as you call it. I'd go in and I'd clean up a store and make it profitable because I would do just crazy out of the norm things. And I didn't realize why I was doing it till later in my life, but essentially I was doing it to get attention because my own self-image, my own thoughts about who I was, as I said, I wasn't good enough. So I was looking for other people to validate that I was good enough. Yeah. I remember when I was like, I was about eight or nine years old and I did, it was kind of funny years later, I picked up on part of why I got to where I was um, in success is, is I said, I'd have a black Porsche 911 and I'd be a millionaire. I had no idea. My mom was a single mom on welfare. My dad wasn't involved in my life. In fact, my mom had an affair with her best friend's husband, which was my dad. And he said that I wasn't. So I carried that with me for many, many years and didn't have a really what would be most people's experience of a a healthy relationship um, with my mom at that time. So I went through life basically job to job to job, no matter what it was. I'd always proved that I was the best guy financially, but I was also creating just such turmoil within organizations that I would reach the top and then they'd eventually fire me. And <laughs> I had a knack for getting jobs. I did not, I mean, at one point I had a grade nine education and I got hired by a robotics company and I was selling robots to the CIA, the DEA, the border patrol and the army corps of engineers. I knew nothing about robots. I didn't know anything about it, yeah. but I had this clever way of being able to connect with people and convince them that what I had to offer was better than than out. And coincidentally, they actually ended up having their best year ever as me as North American sales manager. But at the same time, my relationships at home, my relationships with my children, because at this point, I had three kids were complete chaos. I didn't know how to deal with finances. I was making more money than I ever back then for me. Even to think that I was making 60000 or $70,000 a year was like, I mean, I felt like a rock star. I mean, I grew up in a mom. My mom was making, I don't know, on social assistance, probably $1,200 a month. Yeah. I, mean, I had $100 for back to school clothing, literally. So I thought I was on the high horse. And then 2008 happened. And we know what happened in the United States of America. Yeah. And the majority of my clientele for the robotics company, of course, was the United States. The dollar became in parity with the Canadian dollar. The United States government was starting to now fund U.S. corporations. And obviously with the parity of the dollar, the 30%, right. it didn't matter anymore. They might as well just buy from their own country. So um, I seen the writing on the wall and I left that. I went back to selling cars, made the worst money that I ever did in my whole entire life. And I was at rock bottom. And uh, my wife, the, my ex-wife, my wife at the time, we were going through some struggles and we broke up. I was really down and I'd heard people talk about like personal development. And it was like this buzzword. Everyone's like, Oh my God, I went to this thing and I had this this breakthrough. So at that time I got my ex-wife and myself and I was like, okay, well, we, let's go make this work. And most people probably have heard of it. If they've heard of personal development was landmark forums. So we went over to Vancouver. I went to this three day landmark forums course and there was this thing called perspective. And I realized that my perspective wasn't the only one that mattered in the world, that other people had perspectives as well. (laughs) Right. So it opened up paradigm for me. And I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change everything, my relationships and everything else. But they didn't share what it actually takes to to create that. (laughs) So I left three, four, five days later. I was right back to where I was. It felt really good for the three to four to five days with all that dopamine and serotonin and and those skills in that place. But later on in my life, and currently where I'm at right now, I learned what it actually really takes to create real change within yourself. Basically, everything went back to the exact same chaos. I found a job 
selling yellow pages in a time where I didn't even use yellow pages. So I was running around attempting, or I wasn't even attempting. I was literally selling to cold leads, yellow page advertising when I didn't use it myself. So that goes back to where I was with this uncanny ability to sell people stuff. Yeah. And I became very successful. And at that point, I had gone from 60 grand a year. Now I'm $150,000 a year. I was out of bankruptcy. I had actually ended up going bankrupt after the whole crash. My first house I bought literally at the peak. I lost my house. I lost my two cars. They were repossessed. I bought myself a 2001 or a 2002 Honda Civic. And then my family of five at that time, we were driving around in this old car. But we made it work. Then Yellow Pages, actually, the company I worked for was the competitor for Yellow Pages. It was called Cam Pages. Yellow Pages took over Cam Pages, and I knew the writing was on the wall. So I left immediately, and I decided to use some resources and ask somebody for a $50,000 loan, and I was going to start my own internet marketing company. I was going to yeah. start a daily deals company. Not I was going to. I literally created a daily deals company. No marketing background, had no idea how to build any of that stuff out but I could talk to anybody about anything. And I had this really big resource now of companies. Needless to say, went on, found myself some outsource people to build all this stuff, put it all together. And I ran around and then I got my very first crash course of, oh my goodness, there's a thing called KPIs. There's a thing called accounting. There's a thing called processes and systems. And just like everywhere else in my life, I was complete chaos. So you can only imagine what it was like trying to operate a business where everything fell on myself. I found out very quickly that I was not equipped with the tools to operate a business at that level. Was it making money? Sort of, but I wasn't fulfilled. And years prior to that, I heard about somebody who was an internet marketer and he was no different than I and he moved on. And I got really envious because I seen him on Facebook flying around the world, living in Porsches, Lamborghinis, penthouses, doing all that stuff. So I finally decided to reach out to him. And coincidentally, at the exact same time, he was actually building a daily deals company in Vancouver. I reached out to him, went over to Vancouver, had a Vancouver Canucks game. And I had never had a mentor before. So he had a bunch of success underneath his belt. I want some of this. I'm like, so love what you guys are doing. Obviously, money, money, money. I'm like, well, wow, these guys are living the lifestyle. How do I get involved? He's like, hmm. He's like, do you have $130,000? I'm like, it requires just, money, money. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, how am I going to do that? I just went $50,000 in debt for this daily deals company that's making no money. I left my $150,000 a year job. I had a family of five. So I decided to go back to the exact same person, borrowed another $130,000. Then it ended up being $250,000. We started up a whole internet marketing company. And I actually flew to Lahore, Pakistan, and we opened up a, a shop there with a bunch of people. Needless to say, it imploded. But going back to this, this ability of myself, I ended up getting the right contacts, getting the right resources, and what people would perceive to be successful. And at that time, subconsciously, I made my very first one and a half million dollars in a year. And I had no literally no acronym to deal with anything to do with computers. Even to this day, I still don't know much. I mean, I know about marketing now, but I don't know much about putting the, the ones and zeros together and, and what it actually takes to put together this stuff. I actually, talking back where I was a young child, where I talked about the Porsche 911 and the million dollars that I would have, that same year that I made a million dollars, I went to a car dealership to buy a BMW M3 and guess what was in the showroom? A black Porsche 911 Turbo, exactly what I envisioned when I was a young child. Yeah. 
bought it. They didn't believe that I had the money. I bought it cash. I left. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I put it all together that I had that vision when I was young. I didn't tell the universe how I was going to get there. And uh, it was a bumpy ride, that's for sure. But I did it. And, and then I decided, I was like, okay, well, I'm good. I'm going to ask for a divorce. <laughs> I did. I, I came Oops. back. I, I was like, listen, I'm going to have a divorce here. Yeah. I can handle all this. And no, there's no way I can handle it. My kids were taken away. She moved back to the city that we used to live before. And if anyone's ever dealt with separation or divorce or something like that, there's a lot of emotions involved and it doesn't, for a lot of cases, doesn't end up being peaceful split. So that's what it was like. And I was going through a really hard time at that time. I was drinking a lot. I was smoking cigarettes, two packs of cigarettes a day. I decided, I was like, well, I remember that thing called Landmark Forums. I took that pill and made me feel really good for three days. I'm like, there's got to be another experience like this as well. So that's when I decided to look for another one. And there was an actual one in a drug rehab center. It was called Insight at Edgewood. And I ended up in the bottom floor of that for a week. And I got that whole perspective thing again, except for now I had it in a group setting where people were actually giving me feedback, which was not exactly the most easiest thing to deal with at that time. No, especially with Landmark, because they're very strong about truth, laying, falling on the sword of truth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this one wasn't landmark, but same type of thing. Like, you know what I mean? They were operating at that same level where they were like, this is it. So, but I was getting it from my peers. They told me how they see me showing up in the world. I was like, <sighs> felt a little bit defeated, but then I got built back up again. And I left that place after a week being there where I never left the place at all. And we were in a group for a whole entire week. And a lot of them, they had loved ones actually up in the rehabilitation because it was literally one of the only hospital that, you know, they could actually, they had nurses and stuff like that. It wasn't just like a rehab where they give you uh, some of the drugs to, they literally could like inject them, whatever. So it was considered a hospital. It actually, Robin Williams yeah. was actually ended up at that rehab center. So ended up going through that and it lasted a little bit longer. And I actually got to read my very first book and it was called, Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Really Am? by Dr. John Powell got a little bit deeper and more into what egos are and about young childhood and who you actually are. And it gave me some more perspective. So I was stacking new beliefs on top of what I had, but I didn't even realize it. And I decided I was going to get into social media. And I hopped on the back of my boat and shot a video and made a million dollars. I had no idea what I was doing. But like I said, I just had this thing. I still have that video. I show it to people and they laugh and I, I laugh too as well. It was kind of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that that even. What, did, what were you selling? I had a whole online business where I was teaching people actually how to duplicate exactly what it is that I do, which yeah. I do mentor people on that as well. Success always leaves clues, right? Yep. So if you can find somebody who has the results and you can duplicate it, you're very likely to get the exact same results. So yeah. Yeah. I went through that and I ended up with another relationship and I wasn't supposed to be able to have kids again. And I ended up with a daughter <laughs> out of this and another relationship where her child, and it's funny how the universe, you continue to replay the same thing over and over again, I ended up with her. She had a young child and guess what? Dad was a heroin addict oh, um, and he actually ended up passing away and, and he calls me dad. Now my daughter's three and on December 16th, December 26, 2016, I woke up and the universe finally decided to make it very obvious that I needed to make a massive change in my life. I woke up cross-eyed. Oh, wow. Uh, 
I was misdiagnosed three times. I had three spinal taps. I was in and out of hospital and I ended up on my 40th birthday in the hospital. And they finally said, well, we think you have this autoimmune disease. And so I uh, ended up with eight blood transfusions and three months of rehabilitation. And I had what they called Miller-Fisher syndrome that was confirmed mm-hmm. where your, your immune system is attacking your, basically your, your nerves in your, in your eyes. I recovered, which was amazing. And I uh, decided, I was like, okay, well, I've been going to all this personal development. I've been reading all these books. I've been saying that I'm this person, but behind closed doors, I was not that person. So I was tired of the content and now I was deep diving into context. Mm -hmm. I became obsessed with the neuroscience, the biology and the psychology. And I became a student of it. And I basically took a year of putting it all in and I recreated myself. And once I recreated myself, everything in my life changed. Like literally, I'm more in tune with my body. I understand my unconscious mind. I understand the programming. I understand the central nervous system and how it's hooked up to our uh, reptilian brain. And now I've put 18 people over the last three or over the last year on transforming their lives, basically taking what I did and duplicating it with themselves. And I call it, because people don't understand recreating yourself. When you see these things, just reprogram your mind. That's not necessarily, you can't just go reprogram your mind. From a biological standpoint, your actual unconscious mind and your identity is required. If I just pulled your identity out of your body, you would have nothing. You would likely not even know what danger was, none of that stuff. So your body does everything in its power to keep the identity that was built. But most people don't understand your identity. Most of it's been built between zero and seven based on the people, places, and the world around you at a young age. And at 25, your frontal lobe becomes fully developed. You stop taking risk, and you basically relive exactly what it is that you've seen between zero and seven. So I equate changing your identity. If anyone's seen The Exorcist where the little girl's floating above the bed and they're trying to extract the demon, that's exactly what it's like. And that's what I've experienced. And even my students, I just talked to them. We just wrapped up three days ago. I said, you know, I always ask, what's their feedback? And they says, I feel like I went through a blender. And I said, at the end, I feel amazing now because now they've got new neural pathways. They've got context behind their behaviors and they have some clarity behind the language they use, the chicken exits and unawareness. And the thing that I share with them is the number one thing I say, when you come through my program, there's an opportunity here to really create the life of your dreams. But there's also an opportunity that I'm going to give you a power that could literally transform your life forever. But if you don't use the tools in place, there's going to be a point in your life where you're going to look back and go, oh my gosh, I had everything in my hand, but I didn't actually use it to create it. And there's an opportunity where you could look at things as very regretful. So you can create a mastery of your life or you could not use it, know what it actually takes and not use it and continue down the road of what you say you don't want. Yeah. And that's basically mm-hmm. my story. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. So you know, you've been through a lot of breakthroughs, you know, in your life. And this is, again, this podcast is success to significance, you know, and I know that there's still a success piece of what you're working with. You obviously want to be successful and have things and, and all of that. But I know that you're trying to touch other people's lives and, and be significant to them so that they don't experience all the things that you had gone through. And I appreciate you doing that. And I know that one of the things that that you really focus on is helping people, you know, have that clear vision in their life for making a difference. And I, and uh, those that are listening, the listeners that we have on this podcast, 
either, you know, lying in bed, lying in bed at night, awake and not sharing with anybody what's next for me. I'm so tired. I've had all of these long life or, and I really do mean that. I mean, most of the people that are on this, listening to this podcast are 40 or older, you know, they've had a career and they're just saying, what's next? What's out there for me? And I think that what I'd like to know from you is how do you help people recognize what will make a difference for both themselves and for people around them? Because they may be saying, you know, I want to make an impact, but I don't know how, I don't know what skills I have. I don't know what resources I have. How do you help them start identifying and moving in a direction so that they don't feel like they're stuck where they're at now? It's funny that you bring that up because um, most people that come through my program, the very first thing is that we go through is vision, mm-hmm. spiritual, business, personal, and health. So we, we deal with four quadrants. And the health portion, they, you know, they can see that. The personal relationships, they can write that stuff down. But when it comes to creating a life around a business that they absolutely love, they really struggle with it. And I know 100% what it's like because I've experienced it. And a lot of it has to do with the conditioning and the environment and the world and what we've spent most of our years doing. And we have a distinct disadvantage, especially at 40 years old, being that our frontal lobe and our experiences have been built up so much. I mean, the terminology, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you can, but the dog's like, I've been doing this for years. I don't want to do a new trick. It's painful. Trying new things sucks right? Yeah. And when your frontal lobe is fully developed, you use logic and how. Logic and how is measuring past experiences and carrying into the future. So that's why you see a lot of people that just continue in the same loop for their entire life because the thought of going outside of what they know and the way that their unconscious mind goes, ooh, trying new things, that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So one of the things that, and this is just recent that I kind of peaked at I noticed it by going to a lot of events and hearing it and very similar to what you said, just what's your story? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that their story is their purpose because that's the thing that you touch because as soon as you share a story and here's the thing, a lot of people, they do the comparison game. Oh, my life wasn't nearly as bad as that. Oh man, he went through that. I don't have the hero story that he is. No, nobody out there. You understand there's 8 billion people. Yeah. On this planet. And there's people just like you that are blind to a spot that maybe you've recognized in your life that you can share with other people. And one thing scientifically proven, and this is why you'll hear philosophers and philanthropists out there that talk about it. It's about helping other people because it fills your spirit because part of quadrants of the vision for myself is your spirit and your spirit is so powerful. And when you can impact people on a different level, it literally increases your vibration level beyond. I mean, just me talking about it right now increases my vibration because of the people that you can impact with it. So figuring out what your story is, what you struggled, what you've been able to overcome, and how can you share that with other people? I usually take that and I'm like, okay, well, how can I build that into a business? Because I absolutely love it. And when I reverse engineered that, I was like, wow. And then the one other piece that I looked at was, some people look at this as sort of morbid, but I don't, is I take a 360 degree view of what I want people to think of me when I'm no longer on this planet. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's important. I don't think that's morbid at all. Yeah. And when I looked at that, 
I was like, this is what I want people to remember me by. And it gave me a drive to, to start showing up and being that person because that's what I want people to remember. Because when you're dying, it's not about the things. It's not about the money. Right. It's not about anything. You literally don't care about that. In fact, in June of this year, I firsthand experienced from my mom where she was calling everybody for regrets. Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity where she sat down with me and she was about to give her, hey, Jeffrey, I just want to. And I said, listen, I said, right, stop right there. I said, one thing you got to be proud about is that I am the person I am because of the experiences that I had throughout my life. Mm-hmm. There was events that happened, but how I see them and how I put them into my life now makes every bit of difference. So just be with me in this moment because there's nothing to regret. And a smile came on her face and she's like, well, I guess I did, did do some good. Yeah. And that was a super powerful piece. So I suggest to all of my students, take a 360 degree view. What do you want people to say about you? And what is your story and how can you impact other people? Make an actual career out of it. Yeah. And I think it's different than passion too. I mean, this is, passion's one thing. I mean, I have passions for a lot of things, but I can't make money doing them. For me, I can't, right? And so you may have passions too. You know, you might, my husband loves to lift weights, right? But he can't make money lifting weights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's just not going to make money lifting weights. And that's a passion. So I think, you know, it's really important to dig really deep and find out what you're really good at. And for those that are listening and going through this, I mean, this is why this podcast is so important for me to give to the world, because there are so many of us that are struggling with going through this tunnel, saying, I'm afraid to go through the tunnel. And I don't know what's on the other side. I just know that I have this calling that is moving me from what I've done for so long and has become mundane and it's not fulfilling me into something that will fulfill me. And I, and I think that's a very scary thing for people to go through, but I'm trying to provide as much information as I possibly can to people about how people have done it, about how people have come through the other side, how people have started, what struggles they've had in the middle. And obviously you've had your share of struggles, you know, as you've gone through to make that difference for other people as well. And so I think that's really important that we address the fact that it's not so much about passion as it is about, you know, some of your skill set and, mm-hmm. and things that, that really, really make you happy. I mean, would you agree? A hundred percent part of your story and your purpose and your drive. A lot of people, they might struggle. So when you create your, your end result, there may be things in between that you do a sacrifice to get what you absolutely want in the end. Mm-hmm. And the drive is the end result. So you're continually visualizing the end. And part of getting what you want in your life is visualization. Most people don't know that your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So the more that you see it in your mind, it's crazy. My students a year ago, we went back and looked at their whole vision and what they actually accomplished and what they put for three years, they accomplished in like eight months. It's amazing what you can actually accomplish when you put it down there. And when you constantly visualize it and see it, your unconscious mind is a slave. All it does is give you exactly what you put out there. Whether you perceive it to be good or bad, it just delivers. Yeah. It's almost like fake it till you make it, kind of, because you are having that vision and believing that you're in that place, you know, and, but it's also, it's much deeper than that. I certainly know it's much, much deeper than that. What are some of the things that people can do about self-image? And I want to preface it by saying this, is that I believe that a lot of people, and I've done a lot of research because I'm writing a book as well, 
believe that they are only, you know, they've been an accountant forever and that's really all they know. And they can't possibly move into something that isn't accounting. You know, they don't have the ability to do it. Even if they have the desire, they don't believe in themselves enough. And I feel like that's a confidence issue. I think it's also a self-image issue that they can't change their colors, you know, so to speak, their spots. (laughs) The dog can't change his spots. So what are some thoughts behind what someone could be doing if they're thinking about making this change and it's a big change for them? Let's say it's a huge change, you know, like going from accounting to yoga or something like that. What are some things that people can do to start working on their confidence level and their self-image and self-talk to move them forward? 100%. One of the most powerful things, and there's an extremely good book, I call it the godfather of, he's the godfather of personal development, and his name is Maxwell Maltz. Mm-hmm. The book was written back in the 60s, and he was actually a plastic surgeon. The book's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Dan Kennedy rewrote some of the stuff because Maxwell Maltz has been long past. And it was literally exactly what we're talking about. It was the book that cracked open about self-image. And mm-hmm. his thing, the reason that he actually got involved with the self-image, because he kept he had this segment of, of clients that he would go and he would completely fix whatever it is that they say they want. It made them look exactly like it, yet they would continue to come back and say, I don't look anything like this. I'm ugly. I'm whatever. Oh, yeah. He actually became obsessed with figuring out the psychology and what it was. And basically what it was, he realized that the conversation and the story that these people were having in their head was, I'm ugly. So no matter what, yeah, no matter what external pieces that they were fixing on the outside, because the internal is the one that matters, it was seeing it was ugly regardless. Mm-hmm. So he basically created a, a whole process in place. And I use a lot of these pieces in. But the very first one is find somebody who is super successful exactly. Like somebody that you're like, wow, I would love the way that their presence is. I love the way that they are. And start becoming a master of watching them, seeing their presence, seeing their movements. And I can tell you this based on me studying tons of successful people. This is very common. There's always one person in their life that you'll be like, who was that person? They'll be like, it's so-and-so. One of my mentors, it was Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And they literally mimicked and watched and became, and they literally became that person. Success has, leaves clues always. And that was the very first thing. And they started recreating. And then as they recreated themselves around that presence, they started getting the confidence. And then once you have the confidence, confidence is everything. I mean, yeah. literally confidence is everything. So that would be my very, very first step in recreating yourself. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, just really emulating someone. Um, and it doesn't have to be someone famous at exactly. all. Exactly. Because the person that I think about all the time is not a big famous person. They are in my specific industry at the time, but not a big famous person. But I want to be just like that person and full of energy, full of ideas, never an opt or pessimist about anything. Everything was just optimism and change was great. And we actually thrive on change and recognize that we do. And, and those are all the things, the attributes that, and then even his speaking, the way that he speaks, I still speak that way and down to, and, and there's probably some psychological something in this. He would talk so fast and get so excited that we all made this joke that we would never sit in the front row because he would spit on you. <laughs> right. And I actually catch myself spitting sometimes when I'm talking because I get so excited when I'm doing speech. 
I see myself going, you know, little things come out because I'm not taking the time to swallow is basically what's happening. But, but it's funny that even that little attribute I picked up and that wasn't intended at all. (laughs) It's it's amazing. You become Yeah, it is. It's really amazing how that can happen. And so, you know, every time I call him, I go, Hey spitter, you know, and he's like, Hey spitter. (laughs) And we kind of laugh about it now because, you know, he goes, I can't believe that you tried to, you know, copy me there. And I go, I swear I didn't want to copy you. (laughs) That's, and it's funny that you say that. That's another thing that's very important. We're talking about like, you're around them all the time, your environment, Mm -hmm. the environment that you're around. If you're in an environment, I kind of say it like this. If you've got an environment where it's like constantly no, 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 no. And you're constantly wanting to step outside of that. It's kind of like taking an alcoholic and saying, Hey, I'm going to put you in the bar and you don't drink. Yeah. We want you to be a different person than what you currently are, but we're going to keep you in the exact same environment with the exact same stuff going on around you. And (laughs) The way that we work is we're constantly trying to connect with our environment. So when our environment's there, we, unless we're completely aware of it, and there's lots of studies on it, one being an Allen curve, but I won't go into that, but really seeing who's there with you, who's there supporting you, who's that cast, Mm -hmm. and really taking an inventory of that and go, okay, I know that when I'm in this presence, this is how I'm feeling. And if that feeling isn't conducive, especially, and our biggest struggle, and I share with this with people because I see this all the time, sometimes our biggest negative Nancy, I call them, mm-hmm. is the people that are closest to us that we well, love. Yeah. Oh, I know. I totally get it. I get it. I love my husband. Been married 36 years. You know, we're happily married, but he is my negative Nelson. And I don't share a lot of things with him, especially if I'm excited about something. I don't share with it share it with him until after it's happened. <laughs> because I've learned that he can burst my bubble, right? Boom. So I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think, you know, who you surround yourself with is critical. Jim Rohn. And I also think that you're listening here and you're someone who's in a regular job and you surround yourself with a lot of mentors that you have in your job now. Even if you have a side hustle or you're planning on retiring and moving on or transitioning, the people that you surround yourself with right now might not be the right people in the new life that you're trying to develop for yourself. And sometimes you have to let go, not let go of the relationship, but let go of them from the mentor standpoint or your advisory board. Because they're going to be the ones that are going to say, in the example of the accountant, saying, well, that's very risky. I don't think I would be doing that. You'd be crazy to do that, right? And you want to have other people that are pulling you there rather than people that are pulling you back. 100%. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, Jeff, if someone's listening to this and they're going, you know, I really resonate with Jeff. I really want to have a conversation with him. What is the best way for them to reach out to you and have that conversation? Well, they can find me on jeffhughes.com. I put a book together to really, that was my very first piece to kind of share with people. I studied the top, some of the most successful people in the world, and I took all of my biological and neuroscience geek stuff, and I kind of married it together, and I created a book that offers an opportunity without reading 10 million pages of books like I have to really make a change in your life. So simply by going to my website, just putting your name and email address, you'll get a free copy of the ebook. And it's not an ebook where it's like the flimsy, you know, read three pages and you just put somebody's email in. It literally is. If you follow everything within there and you really want to make a change, it'll literally change your life forever. 
That's awesome. So, so they can get the book and then obviously on your website, there'll be ways that they can reach out to you if they want to have a consultation with you as well before reading the book, right? So you mentioned uh, one book. I'd like to ask you, what other books are you reading right now? Or do you have a book that you're reading right now that's inspiring you or doing? Yeah, I'm reading a book right now by Brian Kurtz. It's called Over Deliver. And if anybody knows who Brian Kurtz is, he's a titan. And it's kind of funny that I say titan, but from Titan Marketing. He's a titan in the world. Most people don't really know his name too much, but he was a list builder slash copywriter, the old school way. He's kind of taken on, actually he hasn't, he's got the rights to be republishing Gene Schwartz classic book, Breakthrough Advertising, which is literally like the classic. So he basically took all of everything that he's learned over the years and put it into not just like little pieces, like literally gave you actionable pieces mindset stuff inside there and really powerful marketing pieces. Jay Abraham, who's most people consider him to be the godfather of marketing, he actually wrote a forward in that book, which is very rare for him to do. So it's extremely good book. That's awesome. So what is your favorite quote? (laughs) It's funny. I have it literally, I have glass in my office and my favorite quote is logical will get you from A to B. Imagination will get you everywhere. Oh, I love that. And that's Albert Einstein. Yeah. And well, and it's true. I mean, it's like you were saying, all the self-talk that you have. Yeah. I love 100%. that. And my other quote that I have in here, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight and no vision by Helen Keller because she was blind. Yeah. But she was yeah. a visionary and she could see things, so, which falls in line with part of my program and vision. So those are my very, very two. And then I have my own, is, is, which is who you think you are is what you are. Yes. Yeah. First, you have to get to who you think you are, because <laughs> previously you read another book or, or we're talking about the fact that, you know, what was it? Was it a book that you said, you know, why are you afraid to say who yeah, you are? Yeah. Why am I afraid to tell you who I am? Yeah. Why am I afraid to tell you who I am? Yeah. Yeah. By Dr. John Powell. I love that name of that book. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to put links to all of those on the uh, show notes here and et cetera. So, I want to say thank you again, Jeff, for coming on and sharing this with us. You know, these are deep conversations because these are big, big changes that people are making in their lives. And I think that they're really important. I think that they deserve the attention. And congratulations on all of your success, especially all the breakthroughs that you've had and and the glass ceilings that you've broken through as well. And I really look forward to seeing you continue to grow. And hopefully we get to see each other again in another new media summit. Hundred percent, or we'll see at some other event somewhere for sure. But I just want to say thank you very much for having me on and uh, sharing me with your audience. I really do appreciate that. We had some really great talks at the show, and we had some good synergy. So I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, listen, everybody, this is a wrap for the show, and I just want to say thank you so much. Please be sure to give us a five star rating, and make sure you write us a review as well, so that we can continue to grow and spread the word to everyone else who's in the same spot. And listen, if you know someone who's in this position, you know, who's saying, should I be leaving my job? Should I be going from success to significance? How do I make, you know, my life more significant and more impactful for the rest of the world? Please share this podcast with them. I would appreciate it very much. And we will catch you next time on From Success to Significant. 
Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.